Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your favorite, no, your therapist playlist. Again, I told you <laughs> name again. I am Matt. And I am Anna. And we are coming to you live via video and audio for anybody who's watching on YouTube. Yay! Yeah. We're trying this new thing out where we record an episode, and if it seems like it goes well, we will try to keep it up as best possible. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, so this is like a test run of video and audio, and I don't know, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. Anna, how's your week been? Week is going pretty good. Weather's been nice. Been able to do some outdoor running. Mm. Uh, running mm-hmm. is in air quotes here. Um, I mostly walk, then jog, and I do that for a mile and a half. And then my face turns really, really red, <laughs> and, I, and I rest. Um, but that's been great. And um, we ha- we've had uh, my stepkids this week. So we did movie night last night. We watched Raya and The Last Dragon. At least I really think that's what it's called. I'm not 100% sure. I think that's what it's called. But anyway, there's a really cute like baby armadillo thingy. But I don't think it's really an armadillo because I think it's an imaginary. Yeah, no, it is an imaginary creature. It is an imaginary creature because it's like it's huge. Um, but that's cute. And there's like some monkeys and like a baby and monkeys and a banana. Anyway, <laughs> you <just watch> it. <laughs> um, how's your week going, Matt? Uh, not that bad. I got a new kitten um, for the listeners and viewers who are watching on YouTube. We actually started to record this a few minutes prior, but um, Artemis, my new special friend, wanted uh, her dad's attention so I had to set her up in my little kitchen not kitchen uh closet corner with her favorite like toys her blanket her litter box just so she could have her own space while dad works um other than that the week was okay I got to start back going to the gym for some powerlifting, trying to do that more consistently and that's been really great Got to play tennis today for the first time in a long time, which felt really good. And I also got the opportunity to finish painting my kitchen. So my whole entire place is now set and done. Now I just got to get some decor, as you guys can see in the background, if you guys are watching the video. I got some prints up. I'll just pan back a little bit. Oh, nice. And some paintings I did from Sip and Paints from a few years back. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't done a sip and paint forever. I used to like those. They were so chill. Like, all you had to do was just listen to the instructor, do what she tried to instruct you to do. But if you didn't want to, or you messed up, or you got lost because you sipped a little bit too much wine, you could just do your own thing. And that's that's most of mine. That's cool. I, I don't even, I don't think I have any of my sip and paints. I think I gave them to my mom. But I do remember the last one I was, I don't know if I, you know what Matt were you at the last one I did it was it was years ago and I remember um a lot of people that we worked with were there uh from what did we paint it was a it was like a tree with like big like pink leaves or it was like palm trees or like pink palm trees I don't know I put a squirrel in mine no I wasn't for there for that one I got a one I got one where there's a beach with a sandal 
I've got one where it's like fall and the leaves are dropping. I've got one that was a sunset and another one that was like a spooky fall, like Halloween thing. Yeah, no, I don't think that was it. I, I don't remember <laughs> exactly what it was, but it was like there was like pink. It was like pink palm trees or something. And then like I put and then I put like a black dot in the center of my tree for like like a hole. And then I put a little squirrel in there. Yeah. And so I don't think it was it could have been a fall one. But anyway, people from work were there. So um, but that was the last one I did. It feels like it was a really long time ago. Yeah, you were ahead of the wave with that than me because I think I started maybe no maybe summer of which one was the first one I did fall of 2017 and it was with like the counseling team and I was like yeah I'll try this out but I'm not sure if I'm like really going to be feeling it and then I was like oh shit this is actually pretty chill there's not too much like direction or instruction with this it just it's just fun yeah they're they're pretty cool concepts yeah so we have a new subject theme for this week's episode let's get started with that as we talk about music or rather songs that we love to psychoanalyze Anna what is what the heck does that psychoanalyze word mean for the listeners and the viewers uh it's like (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like I don't know like breaking something down like when I think of psychoanalysis I think of somebody telling me a story or saying something and then trying to find deeper meaning to it or make connections or help if it's a client and it's like a session then trying to help them make connections through whatever they're talking about and like past life experiences and all of that but when I'm thinking of psychoanalysis in regards to like works like music, then we're kind of doing the same thing, but we don't have all that background information. Yeah. So there's just a lot of guesswork. Yeah, that's the same way I would kind of define it. For me, it's just being able to recognize how many layers are a part of like a certain situation involving like a person or just a problem in general, and then making sense out of those layers not necessarily to make a full connection and say, this is it, but to develop an understanding of how many pieces create these layers. Hey, the song that Anna's going to do later that I didn't mean to drop right now, but hey, it happened. Yep. My song's (laughs) called Pieces. (laughs) And mine for this week is going to be Frank Ocean Siegfried off of his uh, Blonde album that came out, I think, in 2017 16 it's been a long time since he's dropped an album all right so ready to get started yes we are and i'm up first so this song was very significant to me in terms of selecting it because when i first heard it it was i think right after a breakup i want to say a few months after actually And I had already been listening to Frank Ocean's uh, Blonde album for a few consecutive plays, let's say 15, 20 times already. But of course, like when you listen to an album, there are like certain songs that you really love, you really enjoy, you don't mind listening to on repeat. Then there are other songs that it's just like, I don't get it. Or it just (laughs) flew over my head. Or I just didn't get the meaning behind the song. And 
this one in particular was one of those songs. Like for me, whenever I heard the introduction of it, because of how sullen it was, how moody it was, how, at least from my impression, how sad it was, like within the first few seconds, I was like, yeah, no, don't want to listen to it. I'm okay. I'd rather just listen to the stuff that I know because I feel like he's about to say some really deep stuff or get into some deep content that I just don't want to sit with. And I think I was actually driving to work when you and you used to work together, Anna. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let this play all the way through. Let me see what I'm missing out on, particularly. And after I heard it all the way through, I still couldn't understand it. I was just like, I just know that I'm supposed to be sad. I feel sad, but I'm not really understanding what the song is trying to depict to me. So this is at the time where Genius.com, Rap Genius at the time first came out, give or take a few years. And I had to go onto that website to really get a sense of what the song is about. And it is everything that I hope from most music that I listen to this existential, existentialist, thematic subject of loss, of love, of humanity, all wrapped into one really well, I think, knit picture. So the song itself is about the end of a relationship that Frank was in, allegedly with, um, I think, a male model. He's bisexual, if you guys didn't know already. And the loss itself was so significant to him because it seems like he really did place a lot into the relationship itself, not just because he really cared about this person, but because it meant so much in terms of what he was having to sacrifice in order to be into the relationship. One of the lyrics in the first verse, the markings on your surface, your speck of face, flawed crystals hang from your ears, I couldn't gouge your tears, your fears. When I listen to those lyrics, I think about how when we start to develop romantic feelings for somebody, it's interesting being able to look at them and admire them for who they are as people, but also start to find a sense of beauty and I guess admiration in some of the flaws that they depict or not depict, but more so embody with like different facial expressions, things that they've been through in the past, you really are looking to uncover what you can about this person so that you can love them deeper. And that's what makes a relationship that much harder too, because sometimes people don't want you to know that aspect of them. And that's how relationships can end. And that's what it sounds like this song kind of depicts. Frank trying to become more vulnerable, trying to be more open and understanding about who this person is. And it just wasn't the time, it wasn't ready. And within this song, it kind of correlates both the relationship that he's experiencing with also being an artist of the stature that he found himself after just one, one album. Noticing that people are trying to put him into this box, they're trying to categorize him. And at the same time, him not wanting to be categorized, he's his own independent spirit. He's his own independent self. Pause. <laughs> Pause, okay. All right, we are back. Thank you, Anna, for that reminder. We do not want to have a repeat of the last episode. We were almost not recording again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys for taking a small little involuntary break. 
my kitten somehow had broken out of her kitten room and decided to join us for a bit, as you guys could see. And it worked out really well until the scratching came up. So now we're back, just the two of us. Um, as far as where I left off with that song, again, Frank is having to not only sacrifice, but lose certain parts of his life that he wasn't necessarily expecting to. The relationship that he was trying to immerse himself within, the sense of autonomy that he had developed in kind of being his own person, but now being like a very big artist after, again, just one album. There are so many different expectations being pressed onto him that he doesn't want to necessarily subscribe to. And it all starts to manifest in this very substantial, moody, existential song where he is just, I don't know how to describe it. And that's why I like the song so much because even when I got the understanding from Genius.com, it was just me reconciling the fact like, yo, I don't even still know how to define what he did. Like he just, he did with like some of the rappers do where he like changes the flow of what he does, the structure of the song. It like ebbs and flows between like existential sadness, but also moroseness because he's still grieving and mourning. And it's just very poignant to say the least in itself. And towards the end of the song, I love the fact that after he's done giving more soulful R&B vibes, he goes more so into, again, flowing like a rapper. So just talking about what it's like to be in this position using very, very distinct metaphors to give people a sense of a higher level of imagination about what it's like that he's going through but also to kind of trip and throw you off and give you the opportunity to try to interpret what he's going through. So yeah, that's, that's what I can say really drew me into the song. The outro itself really, really makes me sad and borderline depressed. The repeat of I'd do anything for you in the dark over and over and over again and it just paints the picture of how much he's trying to give and also potentially what the cost is because now it's like he's super hyper fixated or focused on what he'd like to give and also reconciling the fact that he can't give all of himself nor can he expect people to give all of themselves to him. It has to be a process of willingness to engage in that. Yeah. What do you have, Anna? I mean, I'm I'm looking over the lyrics again here as well, like as you're talking about it, that the outro. Um the song was I don't know, I think it hit me like a little a little differently from how you're describing so a lot of similarities but like a little different i don't know i didn't uh look anything up really before i read about it yeah i like i started to and then i was like nah i'm gonna try to like kind of have my own idea of what i think it is um like what it's about i mean i got the breakup vibe too i got that like existential sort of like crisis of just like he's just like reflecting on his life 
And to me, it sounded like he was kind of, he was reflecting on his life and like the way things are, the ways that things have been, but also reflecting on like a life that he feels he could have had, but is almost like too afraid to. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you know, those parts where, I mean, he's literally saying like, I'm not, I'm not brave. And he's saying like, maybe I should move, settle down. I guess really like the, the, uh, the lines when he's saying like, um, maybe I should move and settle down two kids in a swimming pool. I'm not brave. I'd rather live outside. If these lyrics are accurate, I think this is, yeah. it sounds yeah. like what he was saying. I'd rather live outside. I'd rather go to jail. I've tried hell. What would you recommend I do? It's like, I don't know, because it's like I just imagine he's like he's like living because he's saying like I'm I'm living over city, like just like living this life, like trying to trying to um, you know reach his goals as an, as an artist, but then thinking about like what does that even really mean? Like, am I doing what I want to do, or am I following somebody else's dream or this idea of a dream mm-hmm. that has you know that I've seen other people do and like. This is what I'm trying to follow. Yeah. Um, but when I'm thinking about like my life in actuality, it's like, you know, it's part where he's like, I can't relate to my peers. Like it, it's like, he, he doesn't really feel, I guess like a connection. Yeah. And that's like, where, he, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's like, he doesn't even really like feel connected to his life. Like in this moment, as he's singing this song and then he's thinking about this, like love that he had. And like, he's not, I don't know. I got the vibe that it's like, he's not brave enough to like make it happen to yeah. like change the path that he's on, even though the path that he's on seems so like, like, um, I don't know. Like, kind of like he's like going through the motions and I, but I don't get the vibe that that's how he always feels. I just feel like that's how he's feeling. Like when he's writing this song, like when he's singing yeah. this song, it's like, he'd, he, he he would uh like to do more to like be with the person that he loves and like have that life and like settle down but like just doesn't feel strong enough to do it in the line like i'd i'd rather go to jail i've tried hell like like when i when i think of that line i think of like jail i think of like something that's like there's no <laughs> responsibilities there's no there's no choices to be made. It's like every day is the same. Everything's set up for you. Everything's structured. There's no, there's no, there's no choice. It's like, I'd rather just, I'd rather just kind of go through this, like, I don't know, like go through these motions of living rather than risk. I, cause I mean, there's so much risk involved with like getting married and settling down and like, you you put so much into that and like it's scary as hell and like that and it it is risky and it's like because I mean I don't know like personally like I've had that thought too before like when I was younger like you know I should just I should just like become a nun I should just become a nun because that would be so much easier like there's no like choices to be made there's no like what am I going to do with my life like that's what I'm going to do every day I know what's going to happen it's going to be structured you don't everything's like taken care of for you like this is what you do every day this is safe this is you can't get hurt this way you know (laughs) and like I just feel like he's just kind of like imagining things in his head like I I don't know just like how his life how his life could go like where it's at now and like 
where it could be, but I don't know. That's just my interpretation. No, <laughs> I don't think that you're wrong. The one thing I can say as being like a Frank Ocean fan is like sometimes he will interject like the theme of him dealing with like celebrity status and fame and just the expectations of fans, how that weighs so heavily on him. And it kind of reminds me of like Lauren Hill, who one great album, amazing content. And then afterwards, same thing. People are placing all these expectations like, yo, when's that sequel coming out? When's the second album coming out? You're going to be so big. And then she was like, you know what, guys? I got kids. Yeah. <laughs> got like five. No. And I think that you definitely are on the nail with that because it's a lot to commit to somebody, like, especially when you don't know how. If you don't know how to commit to somebody, then there's always the what if I do this? What if I do that? What if I mess up? What if we're not compatible? What if we have different values? There are a lot of what if questions that sometimes filter into our mind and will dictate how we choose to move in that relationship if the relationship isn't one that provides reciprocity or is one where there isn't communication that is consistent in nature. And sometimes given that you, I don't know, I'm not a celebrity. I can never be a celebrity. I don't want to be a celebrity. But I imagine that sometimes when you are somebody who's famous, dating somebody else who's famous, there are a lot of different obligations that you were pulled in so many different directions to attend to. And as a result, you can find yourself saying that you want to commit, but there are so many other commitments that you've already made to the point where it's like, I just want to just do my own thing and be by myself. But that specific part too, that is one of my favorite parts and when I thought of the jail line itself, I thought more so of feeling very, I'd rather be confined in this space just by myself. So I agree with the loss or lessened responsibilities. And I can see it as I'm confined and lost. And yes, I don't have any other obligations to attend to. I just have to attend to my own stuff. And that in itself is scary too, because Sometimes we can enter into relationships saying we want to commit, but it's really to avoid the feelings that sometimes we struggle with on our own. And that's where I think that's an existential thing that I'm feeling right now and making me feel like really weird. It's scary because it's hard really learning about yourself and being able to accept that there are certain things that you've been through or certain aspects of who you are that make you go, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. But it's not necessarily something to judge or dislike. It's just something to accept and realize when it happens so that you can live the life you want to live. And Frank, I don't know how old he was when he put this album out. I want to say late 20s. But yeah, late 20s are a bitch because, yeah, you're starting to realize that you're not a kid anymore. You are becoming a full-fledged adult adult. That is stage two adult when you're in your 30s. And you're realizing not only with the, I'm sure, like the income that he's pulling in, the responsibilities that he's having to commit to, the people he would like to find themselves immersed within his life. It is hard having to balance and juggle all those things and also try to reconcile the fact that I've got to, I guess I got to be aware or self-aware of the things that I need and want to. And you can lose yourself in so many different things. And that's what it sounds like in this relationship. He's reflecting and going like, wow really lost myself but really did I ever even know where I was deep <laughs> I'm oh man now I'm sad it's so deep yeah <laughs> but that's what this was a good song for you to pick because it's like songs do analyze psychoanalyze this is what it is you know mm -hmm. 
This was a good song choice. Man, I was thinking about pulling, I mentioned Lupe Fiasco earlier for that reason, because I was going to think about using his song Murals. But that song is, I still can't wrap my mind around that song. There are way too many metaphors, quadruple entendres. I'm good. I'm straight. You can always just ask him like I did for my song. <laughs> I'd rather like, no, let's go with your song. Let's go with this one, Frank. I mean, Lupe, nah, he's, he's just too complex, man. <sighs> so are we, is it my turn now? Are we going yep. to, okay. 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 I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've been really excited about this, man. I really have. I, I'm a huge uh, Dust Rocks fan. I'm, I love this guy. We saw, or yeah, my husband and I saw him play at Lollapalooza, the last Lollapalooza mm-hmm. before all the COVIDs hit. So 19, 2019, right? 29. Yeah. Right. Cause there was no <laughs> 20. We're in 20. Which one, which, which year, what year are we in? 2021. <laughs> we're, in 20, we're in 2021 right now. So we didn't have a 20, 2020 Lala. So yeah, it was 2019 Lollapalooza. That was so fun, by the way. If you, we went to this, what, uh, was it like cupcake wine or something like that? Anyway, they like, they like printed our pictures on like whipped cream, but it was like on the wine slushy. Oh, wow. It was wine slushy, then it was like whipped cream, and then it was like our faces. Um, yeah. Anyway, we saw Death Rocks. We, before we go to Lala, we always listen to like all the artists. Um, and we make like a, you know, plan, like what shows we're going to go see. And Death Rocks won our like mini tournament, <laughs> music <laughs> Lala tournament. So we, he was, he was the time slot that we wanted to like make, and we didn't know who he was. We're like, who is this guy? I don't know, yeah. but we liked the songs that he had. He didn't really have much out. Um, but, uh, so, so we went and we checked him out and this guy was just so engaging, so energetic. Like you can tell this man like lives for the stage. Like he yeah. is a performer. He is, passionate he gets the crowd like invested yeah you know even if you're like i've never seen or heard of this man in my entire life you're gonna be like oh my god like what's going on i gotta see this show you know i gotta i gotta like it just because he's so you know excited and um and uh like extremely talented i don't know i have a feeling like he's gonna he's gonna be huge i i really do i really really have a strong feeling that He's going to be somebody that we're going to be talking about um, a long time from now. But anyway, so I'm a fan. Um, (laughs) And Pieces is a newer song that uh, came out just within the past year time frame. I'm not going to say, I think, yeah, 2020. So um, (laughs) it came out then. Uh, And I, I chose... Actually, I chose pieces because of him. <laughs> so, I uh, if you follow him on Instagram or whatever, he uh, like he encourages people to like text him through whatever app. I forget what it's called. Um, and I did that, geez, like last year, and like since then, I was just like he shoots out texts. I send him random stuff. 
he responds, which is cool. And so for our podcast, I asked him, you know, which one of his songs that he felt like relates most to um, mental health topics and all of that. And he said, um, he said all of his songs do, but that pieces uh, pieces the most. Like that's the most, um, that's the song that for him that he's done relates most to mental health. I didn't ask him too much about it right away. I just was like, you know, I love that song. So <laughs> I want to, I want to try to interpret it, um, on my own first. So, so I did. So for me, um, like listening to it, you, you can feel the intensity. Like you can feel like you are, it almost feels like you're right on the edge with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, like right there on the edge of, of just like this, this mental breakdown or explosion of, of just emotion, like right there, like right on the line. Um, and the lyrics, I mean, <sighs> It's the very first line, taking apart all your limbs till there's nothing left but pieces. Tell me you know what you're doing, that you know how to fix this. So uh, for me, I guess, as, so as a counselor, it's just, um, we use this word called compartmentalizing. Yeah. You help me out here if I'm explaining this in the wrong way. But um like when someone experiences some sort of trauma, sometimes we we kind of box it up. We kind of like we compartmentalize it, like box it up, like and and that's what I'm thinking of. He's like taking apart all of your limbs till there's nothing but pieces. Like these things have happened to him in his life or continue to happen. Any type of trauma, like pain, it's like like box it up. Like take it, t- cut it off, you know, and like you try to keep going, but he's like saying till there's 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 nothing left with just like just pieces of him, and the song to me it kind of seems like he's like talking to himself, like even telling himself like tell me you know what you're doing, you know how to fix this, like 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 telling himself like we can fix this, like I'm like yes right now to keep going to move forward we have to we have to box things up and we have to keep going but we can fix this, right? Like we can. And then the next line, like careful, you're you're wasting away and now everyone's suspicious. Paying the price of the pain, now there's nothing left but pieces. So also having that recognition though, that like, as you're doing this, like, are you really, well, first of all, there's like some sort of paranoia in that line. (laughs) Like, just like people can see what I'm doing. People know, people know that I'm not whole. You know, and, and like being fearful of that, like, like people can see this. Um, and, and even the next line goes along with kind of like that paranoia. Well, I hope you know that they're talking about us and I hope you know that it's too much, like this is too much. And that's that like on the line, like, like almost ready to break down. And then he goes into his chorus, like out of the deep and into the hurt. This is the way it always works. You're moving your lips, but I don't hear the words. I couldn't be much sorrier. Yeah, that line kills me every single time I hear this song. It kills me for like that line. I feel like like the rest of the song, I feel like he's kind of he's talking to himself. But that line, I feel like he's he's talking to somebody like reaching out for help. Like and that could be anybody like friends, family, 
he could even be talking to one of us, Matt, counselor, yeah. <laughs> but just talking to somebody and like, it's just like, like you're moving your lips, but I don't hear the words. And he, it's like, it's, it's hurting him that he, that he can't, you know, that people are trying to help him. People are trying to reach out Could be the people that love him and care about him. And like, I mean, I've seen that before as a counselor. And I'm sure you have too. Like when you're trying to help people and like, you know, they want the help. Like they're there, they want the help. They're coming to the sessions. They're, 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 you know, they're talking, but it's like, they're just, they just can't take it in yet. Yeah, You know, yeah. there's just too much pain and hurt and trauma. And yeah. it's like, they want it so bad. Like they want to, to get better. They want the help, but it's like, and, and it's, and it, I've had people tell me in sessions like, sorry before, you know, like, you know, want like, I don't know. I'm like rambling, but you know what I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> um, so the, I, I don't know, like this song is just like, it's, it's pretty emotional for me. It's emotional for him in the, the music video he just released this week. It starts off with him, like almost like underwater, but like he's, um, he's like far away from a car and like the car's like coming towards him as the song goes on. It's it like kind of goes sort of like a flashback or whatever, where he's driving the vehicle. It's all happening like underwater. Yeah. Um, he's driving the vehicle. And then as it get as the song gets more intense, then all of a sudden he's in the passenger seat and then he's like in the back, then he's like floating above it. Then he's out of it. And that reminds me of, um, okay. Is it acceptance, uh, commitment therapy? The, I, for, I think it's act. I think it's act <laughs> where we talk about uh, where we talk about this concept of like monsters on the bus. It's usually for like little kids, but yeah. I use it for adults too. Yeah. Where it's like you have you you've experienced trauma, you've had some sort of trauma. It's gonna be with you. It's always gonna be with you. Is it gonna be? I don't know why you shouldn't tell the listeners that that that's just gonna throw them away from coming to therapy. Let, let me let me continue. Okay, <laughs> so either. <laughs> not gonna like be like it never happened like it happened so anyway <laughs> it's either controlling your life the monsters your trauma whatever driving they're driving the vehicle they're driving the bus they're in control you're just a passenger or through work through therapy through counseling, whatever you know uh helps you get through it <laughs> hopefully counseling um getting to the place where you're like you're the one driving like they're just passengers they're quiet. They're compliant. They're at the back of the bus. They're not, they're not making any noise. You are in control. Yeah, they're there, but it's not causing chaos in your life. Mm -hmm. And like the song and like I said, even the music video, it just, it just showed me that like, it just made me think of that, like that, that um, analogy where it's like, he starts out driving and then at the end, the car's chasing him, you know, like how out of control, like it, it can get like when you're so deep into uh the uh uh like i guess just the pain like how he he talks about it um and so i i, I don't know i feel like i don't want to be like oh yeah i'm totally right about this analysis <laughs> i feel like i'm close i did add, i did ask him or i think i showed you matt the yeah. text obviously the listeners don't know but i sent him a text that uh said that to me like I felt like the song was embracing pain chaos darkness anxiety but at the same time like trying to reach out to help and like wanting help he responded he said thank you so much like you absolutely nailed it 
I don't know if he was just being nice. <laughs> he could just be being nice, like you nailed it. But, yeah. but, um, but I don't know. I feel like if I was way off, he probably would have just been like, you know, he would have just sent me like a smiley emoji or something, <laughs> just like that's look at the, a little heart. <laughs> that's the thing I love about doing this show because it's not as even necessarily like a right or wrong. We we may never know specifically, like, yeah, this is what the artist intended, but music is subjective. Like, that's what yep. this is all for. Like, they created, hopefully, for us to be able to enjoy and interpret in our own ways. And, yeah, sometimes we can be wrong. And then they can go, damn, what if I did mean that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, like, what if you inspired him to make the music video? <laughs> no, the music video came out this week. I just texted him last week. Last week? Um, him. <laughs> I don't mad. know. Make it really fast. No, <laughs> no, but I felt like the music video, like when I saw it, though, I was like, oh, that's like, oh, it just fits in with that analogy, like so well that yeah. I'm like, I know, I know that I'm at least close, like on the right path. You know, I would hope after I've been, after I've been counseling for it's almost eight years now, <laughs> I would hope that I'm like at least be like in the right realm. You know, it's easier when you're actually talking to a person because then they can. <laughs> tell you if you're on the right path yeah um but hey matt maybe someday maybe maybe he would you know give us a call in or something that would be so cool but we shall see good things come to those who wait yeah i think we would just have to like bribe him with pizza or something he loves yeah. pizza um uh, but pizza right now <laughs> but what were your what were your thoughts on this song uh i think i mentioned this in the last episode can't remember the distortion at the beginning of this song again distortion sometimes throws me off just because it's like oh man what's going on where am i headed <laughs> why is it feeling so staticky and in this song there's a reason for that like the way i kind of interpreted this song or analyzed this song was somewhat literal more so from the frame of me being a therapist and working with like a new client that happens to come into the office. So the distortion to me just felt as if like, whatever this person is going through, things are very muddled. It's crazy. Like things are going off rapidly in this person's life and they have no awareness about how things got to this point. And that's something that often happens when we do the work that we do. Sometimes people are coming in and they don't know exactly how things got to the certain point that led them into counseling. And sometimes they, they don't even know like what was the like precipitating event that said, you know what, I need to actually seek somebody out. So I can get the sense that he is very lost in this process and trying to really understand what the heck is going on. In the song itself with how he talks about trying to separate himself piece by piece by piece, the word that came to mind for me was deconstruction. Like with all of the anxiety and the trauma and the stress that he's been going through, in his mind, he feels as if, if I can just deconstruct the person that I am into, like you were saying, Autumn, these different boxes that I can compartmentalize, then maybe I'll be able to understand things a bit more. And that is kind of like the process of what we do. We do try to take certain pieces of things that people have gone through and put them not necessarily into boxes, but pull them out of the boxes that sometimes we ourselves put them in. So we can look at them, 
I'm holding up my phone for the viewers, but also the listeners so you can know what I'm doing. This is the phone. You look at the phone, you see the phone, you can notice the phone, but do you actually accept the phone as it is? The phone being that, hey, sometimes it might represent constant text messages or phone calls that you may or may not want emails, notifications, all the things that sometimes make us feel really anxious about having a phone, we're going to take a look at it and notice that the phone itself is not bad. It's just all the things that come through this phone bring you this response that you don't like. However, if you are not working with therapists, it's hard to do that. So in this deconstruction, he's trying to observe all these different moving pieces, but he's also unsure who is really calling for it, or at least I was. Because in, as far as how I was listening to the song, I wasn't sure if he was doing this of his own volition or if something had happened that triggered this deconstruction, if you will, to kind of look at these pieces and go, what the heck has happened? How did I get to this point? And it also helped me to notice that there's a lot of distrust in this process of deconstruction, of compartmentalizing. Yeah, I can put these things in these different boxes and separate them and things will potentially be okay. But just because we put these things in the boxes don't mean that we have control over when they come out. And going back to the metaphor that you used earlier, just because I have the wheel of the bus doesn't mean that these monsters that are riding as passengers can just knock me unconscious and take control and then drive things all over really crazily. So as we get deeper into the song, I noticed that a lot of the lyrics started to kind of portray this reactive defensive stance because again there is this loss of control these changes that are happening in this person's life are becoming more apparent i.e the waning mental health and even though people necessarily aren't aware of what's going on they are noticing and it may not even be like very drastic like measures like it may not be somebody who's engaging in self-harm or who is drinking a lot or is smoking a lot it could be that they're noticing that he's not showing up to his appointments on time. He's not reaching out as often as he once does or as often as she does. They're not often taking care of any responsibilities. These subtle changes are starting to, I guess, become more magnified. And while it may not be things that other people are kind of noticing and going, huh, that's really bad. He's personalizing it or she's personalized it to that point where it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is bad. This is not me. I've been able to keep these things in these boxes for so long and now they're starting to peek out. And even though other people can't discern to the, the gravity of which this is so ineffective, I can. And I can because this is all so raw, this is all so new, this is all so difficult. And I don't know how to maneuver this. I don't know how to manage this at all. That out of the deep into the hurt line also stuck out to me too, mostly because I myself know what it's like to, and I think we all do to some extent, we all know what it's like to struggle with a problem, an issue sometimes involving like mental, emotional, or physical health, or like very lesser, lesser content, you know? And when I heard that line, out of the deep and into the hurt, what made me really, really gravitate towards it very cautiously at the same time too, was that you can reconcile that the problem itself may have stopped, but the consequences and the effects of what has happened in the midst of that problem remains. 
you can find yourself getting into a fight with your partner and the fight's over, but the things you said in that fight, they matter. And what you may have said may have damaged the relationship to the point where it's going to need a lot of consistent repair. And that repair doesn't necessarily even mean that things may work itself out. Or rather, that is the concern that some people have, which connects to this song and also my song to that. The fragility of connections of life, of the things that we struggle with, it's so freaking crazy and so scary, but also kind of awesome too, because it's like, man, it's kind of like watching a three-year-old play with like a Jenga set and take the wrong piece out. And then they start crying because everything just kind of like scrambled. And then like, I didn't mean to make this mistake, but everybody's like, it's a mistake. We all know that it, it doesn't mean anything. But when it comes to life, small things, as you grow older, they start to matter more and more and more. And you can't get people to say, oh no, pat on back, things will be okay. Sometimes it is not. And with this song itself, I remember I'm reading the text that I sent to you uh, when we first started to talk about this. My initial impressions were, I think anxiety is on the surface based off of the description of the song itself. I think it's an all encompassing song about what it's like to struggle with any mental health issue and the difficulty it takes to revisit the trauma of how they manifested and not being somewhat resistant in the process. You can deflect, become defensive, argumentative, However, the only way to move forward is to accept that this thing isn't something you can fight against. Um, one of the other things that really stuck out to me again was the defense mechanisms that, again, as far as how I interpreted it, were kind of coming about like, I'm gonna compartmentalize things. I'm gonna isolate myself. I'm gonna try and fix this on my own. I'm gonna try and separate myself from people before I hurt them or wait, maybe they actually noticed that I hurt them. I'm gonna try and rationalize the problem for what it is all these things that we do to deflect from healing from the problem as opposed to just learning how to sit with it, which again, completely understand because it's a bitch. Yeah, it's like it's way easier said than done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's some, I have so many people that I've met that are like, they know exactly like that's what they need to do. It's just, they're just not ready, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's something that constantly comes up as an issue. Like you can have a whole new problem or a whole new difficulty in itself and still have trouble with realizing that, wait, I thought I learned how to sit with my emotions on this thing last time. I got to do it all over again for this whole new thing. I thought I, thought I mastered this. <laughs> it, it's not that simple. It's like, yeah, it's a continuous process like lifelong because you see like yeah you know how to handle anxiety one day or depression one day doesn't mean that the next day you will you know it's it's um it's constantly changing our job is just to try to give people tools or mm -hmm. um awareness um yeah tools and awareness <laughs> that was the other part that i mentioned to you in our text um this song for me made me feel as if this is a song, yeah, about trauma, about anxiety, about stress and how somebody's really trying to handle it on their own, but finding a lot of difficulty in doing so. And the reason why they are is because all the defense mechanisms that they were using, they're not working anymore. And now they have no replacement behaviors. Now they're just kind of stuck going like, fuck, 
I have to sit with this. Now, imagine that's a good point too. Yeah, that is a good point too. And yeah. if, if you've compartmentalized it for like five, 10 years, bitch. That, that makes sense too, though, like with the pieces, because it's just like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect more. It's like, it's like an infection, you know, it's like spreading. So you're just like cutting off limbs and then there's like nothing left because you're just, yeah. Yeah. And that makes me sad because we are not infections. We're just humans that make mistakes. However, we can sometimes look at ourselves very negatively depending on our issues. Damn, man. That was, that was good right there. That infection part, that hit. Ah, I feel sure. <laughs> <sighs> we picked some good songs. I think we picked some good songs. That's I sweet. promise next episode I'm picking something more happy. I'm tired of, I mean, Neil, the new Do You song I was able to enjoy just because it was like, oh yeah, blast from the past. Sick Freedom, like, damn, I thought four years later I would be good and be able to listen to this subjectively. And I was, but it still hits the feels. <laughs> Um, well, next episode, we might be doing something new for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We got some plans in the uh, the works here. Um, secret plans. Secret plans, yeah. Secret plans. Just just new I things only, that we want to try on the, uh, the yeah. journey. I only said that because I didn't know if you wanted to share that. Well, I think we've mentioned to the listeners before that we, we would eventually like to have artists on the show so um you know we want to we want to start with uh local artists chicago artists and um you know see where it goes but uh i think i think it'll be it'll be fun so yeah all right what's the name of our next segment because i forgot the name oh oh our music new music friday recommendations even though it's not really friday friday is not even like a real thing friday is an idea (laughs) (laughs) new music friday recommendations yay as you guys can see we are not good with remembering the names of things (laughs) all right you go first because i honestly did not think of that until we got to the end of this episode oh my gosh matt i i did actually think of some recommendations well okay this is it's a little basic, okay. Um, Dominic Dominic Fike. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard of him, Matt? No. Oh well, he's he's pretty popular. I mean, really gaining popularity. I I saw like a little mini documentary about him. I think it was on Hulu. I watched it before I watched that one on Britney. You know the whole Save Britney uh, thing. No, I anyway, not. we're not we're not going to get into Save Britney, okay? Because you know what, Matt, this show is not going to be about politics and. Save Britney is a whole thing that we just can't, I just, I just cannot handle. So, um, but I saw the Dominic Fike um, mini documentary before that really interesting life. Um, I love his music. It's, it's crazy. Cause like I've listened to a lot of his songs where sometimes I didn't even know it was the same artist. Yeah. Um, So he changed up his style. Um, He has a song, he had a song that came out, uh this i believe it was this week um called photo id with remy wolf i think i'm saying that right remy wolf anyway love that song fun fun song definitely highly suggest it um 
I also like his song Phone Numbers. That's an older mm-hmm. song of his. I just really like it. <laughs> More to say about it. I love that. Um, and then, you know what, Matt? I'm just going to do it. I'm also going to re- recommend the song that I sent you, which I think is just called Fuck Boys by... I haven't heard it yet. Russ and... How do you say this? This is B-L-X-S-T. B-L-X Blast. Blast? Is that... that that's what, that's right? what I would do, honestly. Blast. Okay, we'll, we'll guess. Anyway, yeah. that's a new song that came out this week. And I love it. I love it. Um, I just... <laughs> because it talks about... He's just like... He's just talking about like this uh you know woman that he has feelings for and he's ranting about fuckboys because he's like well they ruin things for everyone else that's you know actually genuine people and i feel the same way i don't know what the equivalent of like the female version is i mean do you want me to share I don't know. Is there a term that matches? Not necessarily. It's just the common vernacular that you often hear you men or anybody use to disparage women. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> <laughs> well, just assume that the listeners know what the, you know, whatever the, the female equivalent of that term is. I'm using that word because that is the name of the song. Okay. So. No, no, no. <laughs> um, Actually, I'll take that back. Thought, bop, bird. <laughs> Bop. Actually, don't tell me. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't I'm 31, Anna. I am. I know what a thought <laughs> is, though. I know what I know what that is. So I know what that is. Anyway, we'll we'll use thought. No, no. Let's go with bird. Shout out to shout out to the other podcasts that do. We're gonna use bird. Bird. Okay. I've never I've never heard of that one either. But I'll use it. Um. So when I was listening to this song, I was thinking about how I feel about other women that make things hard. <laughs> for the average person by making men think that women are completely insane when it's not it's not true it's not true matt we're not all completely insane and i don't like that (laughs) or generalization or that um we don't even need to go into gender stuff but just like like anybody who's dated somebody male or female who has manipulated them and used them and then now they uh, somebody genuine comes along and they made it harder. Yeah, they made it so much harder. So when you listen to this song, you're like, you know what? I agree with you, sir. That I don't know how to what how to say your name. I agree with you because it sucks. It sucks when other people make things hard for you because then you yeah. have to make up for the mistakes of other people, things that you didn't even have anything to do with, and you're you're you know trying to be with somebody and they like have trust or have trouble trusting you because it's stuff that you didn't even do so that makes it it's like yeah you know so anyway i like that song so this song and photo id will be on matt and i's infinite playlist which yeah. is on spotify it's called what matt and anna's infinite playlist yes Anna yes. and Matt's. anna and matt's infinite playlist on spotify those songs will be on there um and on to you matt what do you got well, I'm only using this song in particular because I talked about it. It's, it's fairly new. It came out like maybe two, three weeks ago. And I'm only really using it to kind of like troll like friends that may listen to this 
not well not wholly i do enjoy the song it's just by an artist who is extremely how do i say this extremely extremely immature that's the best way i can put this it's zaza by rapper takashi 69 i like him because of his flow it reminds me of onyx and i wasn't even like an onyx fan back in the day when the duo came out but this is what I imagine I would have been like if I were old enough to enjoy Onyx for what it is and just like the vocals that this guy uses. His songs are very simplistic. I don't have to think deep. And again, I know I just said earlier that I love songs that make me think really deeply existential, like life stuff. But sometimes, sometimes I have to take my thinking cap off, realize I am a person who has a degree, a master's degree, who has his own place, who has his own car, who has a lot of stuff to attend to being an adult and is realizing, yeah, I need some mind-numbing bullshit that I can just put on, listen to, and vibe with, or stuff I can just hit the gym with. And this is that song. The song itself, I enjoy just for what it is as far as its intensity. The thing that really not bothers me about the song, but makes me cringe a bit is that he is just as blatantly reckless and disrespectful as he was before he went into prison, taunting all these different Chicago artists, artists who talk about how they're gang affiliated and how they kind of want to kill him on site for everything that he's doing. And it just makes me go, yeah, I enjoyed this song, but at the same time, you seem like you kind of have a death wish. I don't really know how to take this, but again, I'm listening to this song to turn my brain off. <laughs> I'm going to continue to have my brain off and not think about how maybe in a few months he may he may be in the headlines RIP status like, which I truly do not hope happens. But this this is the kind this is the kind of self-destructiveness I've never seen before from an artist. <laughs> So, but yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think it's good to have like some like mindless songs to listen to. And um, I don't even think we've told the listeners like, yeah, we both do have master's degrees. We are both fully licensed yes. clinicians, which is like fully licensed. Like what do we have to do? Two years of supervision mm-hmm. plus that mm-hmm. test and all this other. It was a whole thing. I'm actually on my second master's. So hey. Matt and I enjoy mindless <laughs> music so much more and now, <laughs> especially with COVID. I, f- I, I last year COVID gave me a lot of opportunity for self growth and development and just like professional stuff too. So personal and professional. But now that it's 2021, I'm tired of this fucking COVID shit, man. I'm tired of having <laughs> thoughts to myself. I'm tired of growing. I want to have some mindless, stupid stuff in the background, like. When you were talking earlier about the Britney special on Hulu, it reminded me of when we were on, I would tell you about a teacher on Hulu. And this is before like everything started to culminate in like my anxiety and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I can watch this and not really be that attached until the first episode. And I was like, wait, this is some crazy ass shit. And the more I watched it, the crazier it got. And it was like, man, this shit sucks. I'm tired of watching things with mental health issues and finally being able to sell. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> see this. I see where this is going. I don't want to see where this is going. Yeah, I feel like uh, that. Yeah, the show called A Teacher or whatever. A Teacher, A Teacher, however you pronounce it. I don't know. I thought it was A Teacher. Anyway, that show I knew I could never watch because I would just get so angry. <laughs> so I just, yeah, became it. But it, but it is a good example of like just a mindless, you know, something to. And the worst part about that show is, I got into a debate with somebody on Reddit because they no, were Matt. Like, no. <laughs> no, it was one-sided. I was responsible, and mature, and intellectual. Um, this person was trying to defend the female main no. character and saying, like, "Oh yeah, what about him? He was culpable in this too." And I'm like, "Bro, dog, yeah, yeah, sure. He shouldn't have kissed her." Who set up the dynamics for that to happen? And that was it. Yeah, he was also in high school. Yeah. Um, so he, he didn't want to hear that argument. He didn't want to hear that. We argument. can't get. We can't. We can't. We can't. No, we can't. He didn't want to hear that argument. So I had to just give him like some common sense shit. Like, well, no, I can't even say common sense because again, we went to school for this. Yes. Yeah. All right. That is our episode for today, episode four, I believe. Thank you guys for watching and listening. I hope you enjoyed the content that we created. Thank you for to those who enjoyed. Oh, hey, I just remember Octopus. I don't remember Octomoody. That's the name. Octomoody. Octomoody. Yes. Just for the end of the episode. <laughs> for the viewers who are watching this on YouTube, you can see what Octomati looks like. Moody looks like in person and on Instagram. <laughs> he's mighty. <laughs> he's, he's mighty. <laughs> but yes, uh, listeners, Octomoody. Oh, never mind. If you if you want to see Octomoody, you should check out our Facebook page. Our we gotta do our spiel, Matt. Our yep. Facebook page, our Instagram page. Please check out our Instagram Instagram page. It is yt yt underscore playlist. Okay, and um, Facebook. We are on there as your therapist playlist. You can yes. go like that page. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, most or all rather of your favorite platforming services. Um, oh yeah, follow our playlist on Spotify. Again, they are called Anna and Matt's Infinite Playlist. And the other one is called, I can't act like I'm not looking it up because we're recording. I think it's just your therapist playlist. Like yes, our Spotify is. playlist yeah. is your yes. therapist playlist. I'm but so smart. that's why you I don't <laughs> but check check us out check out check out the the facebook page instagram page i'm trying really hard okay to get better at posting things and i finished figured out how to put a little music with the lyrics and pictures on our yeah it's cool on instagram and facebook so like when matt and i uh decide upon what songs we're going to be talking about for the week i post the uh youtube videos on facebook and now i know how to post the little posts with the lyrics and the music um, as our story for Facebook and then as our post for Instagram as well. So um, it's, uh, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody who may enjoy the clip of Artemis kind of <laughs> having fun with us today on the episode. 
we will be back next time episode five with some special stuff special sauce for you guys that you can use in your salads and sandwiches as best needed yes 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 some new things we have some new things coming on so all right everybody thank you take care bye bye oh no not gonna end (laughs) yeah just end recording